Hello, my lovely listeners. I'm Dr. Mary Barson. And I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. Welcome to this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. Good morning, lovely listeners. It's Dr. Lucy here. As you know, we love to bring you guests that we think will provide some value to you. Maybe have some wisdom or some snippets of knowledge, something that will just, you'll leave the podcast and go, I'm so glad I listened to this. Well, today I can guarantee that we have one of the best, one of the most amazing people that we know well and love dearly, and we have got a bumper episode for you today. I would love to welcome to the podcast, the health and healing coach, Tracy McBeath. Welcome, Tracy. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Lucy. It's such a pleasure to be here. And uh, the feeling is totally mutual, by the way. Oh, you're very kind. But, um, you know, I think the thing that both Tracy and certainly Dr. Mary and I are passionate about is the idea that, you know, low carb can be helpful. But if you can't implement it for whatever reason, then it doesn't matter how helpful it is. It's all about your mindset. And seriously, Tracy is a guru at mindset management. And we've got a lot to talk about today. And we will also be talking about, and I'm holding it in my hand, like this incredible tome that it is. It's, it's her new book. It's absolutely beautiful. And I can't wait to share it with you. So Trace, tell us, how have you been? How have you been going? I've been going really, really well. I think the perspective that COVID and lockdowns has given me and a lot of people has been actually quite cleansing in a lot of ways. I've been able to sort of, you know, shuffle things around and really work out what's important. And, you know, there's been so many new opportunities constantly coming my way. And, you know, I I love grabbing them and seeing where they go and, you know, not knowing where they're going to go is okay. And I think there's been a lot of those happening for me. So I'm, I'm doing really, really well and just enjoying where I am. Ah, oh, it's so wonderful. And it, you're right. I think um, COVID certainly gave plenty of people time for reflection. And I'm sure you've done, you know, reflection exercises with your clients, but we did one recently where, you know, it was the wheel of life and, and just mapping out exactly, you know, where you are in each area of your life and working out, you know, that you might be spending a lot of time, for example, doing work, but not as much time maybe with your friends or your family or having fun or whatever it is, and then just recalibrating to get back to what's important to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing with that is that there's this kind of this little knowing inside of us that is always there. And when we're out of balance, it's kind of speaking to us. And that's, I think, what I've gotten a lot better at and what I love showing my clients how to connect with that too, because you do feel when you're out of balance, don't you? Something's telling you. And I think, you know, our job is merely to take that pause and take that step back and really look at what it is rather than, you know, keeping on going down that vein, just using the the opportunity to take that step back and a pause. And that's what I think COVID did give me. I know, you know, it's not a, wasn't a pleasant. A lot of people are suffering and have suffered from it. But I think for personally it was an opportunity to really take that pause and and see make sure that I was in balance um and yeah do the changes that I needed to make and I did do that and but I'll probably have to do it again soon you know we always got to keep <laughs> recalibrating yeah 
Absolutely. It's not a set and forget. You kind of can't look at it and go, oh, good, I've done that now. Tick that off the list and go back to what I used to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, I love the idea that you're talking about the balance because, you know, balance, it's as humans, we often, you know, fall into that all or nothing mindset and finding balance can be tricky. It can be really hard and a little bit scary. Mm, Definitely can. But I think when we see that that's actually really quite normal and it's probably something, as you say, that is a part of the human condition, it really kind of helps take that, that fear of away from it. We don't think it's just me. You know, it's really something I think we all need to be more aware of and, and mindful of and it's possible. Absolutely. So speaking of, you know, venturing into the unknown and, uh, you know, putting ourselves out there, you have written a book. So the book is called You Have Today, 100 Insights That Will Change Your Life by Tracy McGee. <laughs> world's most awesome person so tell us about that how did how did you come up with the idea I would love to know the process okay so I I'd had in the back of my mind for quite for quite some time that it was something that I would have liked to do at some point in my life write a book and when we went into in Melbourne sixth or seventh lockdown you know June July last year I realized that I was going to, I guess I decided really quickly that I was going to just control what I could control. I think, you know, when we have the outside world forced upon us, we try and fight, we, you know, we get very frustrated um, and we try and change and control things that are probably not in our control. I really just had this incredible sort of insight that that was what I was going to do and share that with my um, tribe, if you like, you know, my my people, my Instagram people. And I decided then that I was going to start what was called a year of abundance. And, you know, my thought was each day I would share something that I saw that would hopefully be able to help people navigate, you know, these times as well. And I didn't from that, I had no preconceived notion that that would become a book or anything at that point. It was just merely that I would show up and I knew, I just knew something would occur to me in each day. If I didn't force it, if I just allowed it to present itself to me. And I did that and I it just happened that way. I started to see things in each day that I would just share without any trying to mold it or trying for it to be something else other than what it was. And I got to day 100 and it it was like the same insight that I had when I started. It was just like, you know what? You need to put this into a book now. This is it. You've done. You don't need to go for a year. You don't need to go for any longer than that. Like in a hundred insights, look how much there is in that. And it was literally, the universe said to me, I mean, it sounds weird, but it was like, you've got to do a book with that. Yeah. Fantastic. And that's how it came. And, and Lucy, as I said to you before we started recording, if I'd have sat down and said, right, write a book. (laughs) I don't think I could have done it. I really don't think I could have done it. It was just so organic and it so came truly from a place of my heart, whatever I saw, without judgment, without trying to do anything other than share what I saw. I just allowed it to happen. and, And then, of course, I was like, oh, could I do it? Can I put it into a book? I've never done that. What do I do? And there was, of course, a whole lot of insecure thoughts that came up around that. But 
I just took it one step at a time. And even to the day before it was going to be published, I wanted to pull the pin and run away. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. And you know what I love about that is that, I mean, I, it is a, such a good book that I'm thinking, why the hell would you want not want this out there? But B, it shows us how vulnerable as humans we are and how frightening it is to put yourself in the ring, you know, Brenna and Teddy Roosevelt style, knowing that there will be people in the cheap seats throwing rocks because that's just humans, but that they don't matter. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was, I've was i always been so afraid of that, Lucy. You know, I, I don't know why. I just, it's part of, you know, maybe it is part of the human condition to some degree on some level for everybody, but that fear of, of having rocks thrown at me you know, because I did put my heart out there. I have, you know, I've definitely been vulnerable in doing that. But I think I saw enough to see that, you know, that was okay. I could feel that and I could still step out and do it. And I'm so, so glad I did. Uh, I just, imagine if I'd never done it. <laughs> I know. I know. And this is the thing, isn't it? You can look and go, oh, my God. So this was, you know, it's a bit scary and it's a bit hard and you've done it and you've put yourself out there. And, I mean, this isn't a metaphor for life, really, because if you didn't, you would just be home, in your bedroom, always wondering. A hundred percent of the shots we don't take don't go in. You know, that that's, <laughs> that's one of them. That's one of the insights. If we don't even make the shot, if we don't even attempt the shot, well, of course it's not going to go in. Yeah. But when you, and you think of it like that and, and it's like, bam, of course it's so obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You cannot win a game if you don't take the shot, that's for sure. I think um, there was a quote that I used to use that I used to think about a lot and it was always called go out on a limb because that's where the fruit is. And it's not my quote. I would love to get, and it was, I think it was some sort of some old economist. So I don't even know why he was putting that out there. But I just thought it was such a, again, same thing. You're taking a risk. You're going to the edge of your tree. You know, the tree could bend, the tree could break. But if you never go there, you'll never get the fruit. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite side of that, well, not really opposite side of that, but it's also you can be the ripest, juiciest peach on the tree, but not everyone likes peaches. You know, it's. Yes. That's okay, you know. How would I ever think that what I put out there would work for everybody? It's not going to, but that's okay. It's not, you know, just one little person and really all I've done is put a piece of me out there and what I've seen and if somebody does pick it up, there might be something that they can see in it too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think part of the, I guess, the fear, if you like, of of putting yourself out there these days is that it is really easy for people who don't know you to be able to publicly criticise on social media and various platforms. And I think that's a bit of a shame. In the past, to be able to publicly criticise somebody was a bit, there was a bit more barriers. You had to actually write to the editor. Now people can just throw those rocks. Yes, and that's true. I've never really thought of how easy, you know, from that perspective, just all those little barriers that used to be there definitely aren't there now. And I suppose, you know, when you think about the whole purpose of what I do, it's it's really getting people to, to hold that mirror up and to look within them and, and see. So what I saw that, you know, people can throw the rocks, but, you know, I don't need to take that. I don't need to be affected by that. I, I, it's up to me what I choose to sort of take on and um, you know, it comes back to that. What can you control and what can't you control? As we know, we can't control 
what other people say or think. Absolutely. And in, in some ways, I think if you almost go right, and again, this is for everybody, no matter what you do, somebody will be will criticise you. And that that's often not even about you. It's actually about them. And for whatever reason, they feel better by hurling a rock and then they toddle off for their cold little lives and, and you know, and we can decide to take that rock into our heart or just let it drop on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's so freeing when you see that. Yeah, and you know what? Your, your book has dozens of insights in there for people to be able to read something and be able to look at it through maybe just a slightly different lens to the way they've always looked. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what the book is. It's not really a book designed to read cover to cover. You can do that if you would like. But it's really more to allow you to read something short and reflect on it and see what occurs to you and see what you see. And I suppose the whole purpose is that I want people to know, as I've really learned, that there is always more to see. You know, any situation that is in front of us that we're looking at, there is opportunities to see more. And, you know, how do you create that space inside our mind to allow that to happen? Because it's very natural, it will happen. But there, you know, we have to kind of step away from, you know, perhaps a, a very busy mind and an overthinking mind to allow that new stuff and fresh stuff to come in. Absolutely. I think probably lots of our listeners know that I've been running some retreats for doctors, mindfulness and meditation and self-care. And one of the things that my co-convener, Emily, says is that meditations are often like a, a jar that's full of sandy water. And then when you allow some time and some stillness, the sand all drops to the bottom and then you've got your clarity. Yeah. I love that. I, I often talk about it as like the snow globe. You know, it's the same same idea. You know, it's it's so innocent. You know, we we don't realize that we're we're creating that murk. <laughs> yeah. Know. Well, we're creating a snowstorm yeah. in our mind, yeah. and it's and I think these days too, it's so addictive, isn't it? You can keep your mind busy on your watch if you want to. Your phone's always in out of reach, and you know, when you, you've got your phone there and you decide not to touch it, it's hard. It feels uncomfortable. Your brain just wants to grab it and have a little look at something. Yes. And that comes back to what we were saying before that, you know, it's almost like if you don't increase your awareness of this habitual nature of human beings and how the world is designed now for us to be hooked in. Mm to buy, to consume, to whatever, you know, if we don't become aware of that, then we just get hooked and we're pulled along by it. But, you know, it is that awareness inside that allows us to see that well, maybe we don't have to, you know, yes, it'll be uncomfortable, but that's okay. Why do we have to fear that discomfort? You know, you know, we've talked about this before, Lucy, you know. It's, I know. It's such a good thing not to fear. Absolutely. Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I mean, there's uh, lots of different ways. Some people will talk about a growth edge and at the edge of you growing, that's it's actually quite uncomfortable. It is normal. We're changing our behaviour, whether we're changing our, our diet, the way we eat or the way we think or the way we uh, live. You know, maybe we decide to become less busy and spend a bit more time just sitting. It all feels really uncomfortable. It does, it does, but it is, you know, as I say, as you say too, I think it's just such a 
we get curious about that, we might see that it's not as scary as we think it is. And I think if we don't build in that intention to get curious, then, yeah, we just said life just feels like it's pulling us, you know, we're not really on the, the path that we want to be on. We're on a path of just how life wants us to be on and feels very much like we're out of control, doesn't it? And it's not good. Yeah. Not a good feeling. No, no. And it's really interesting, isn't it? And people will try and put in parameters to control, but they're, they're looking at controlling external things. And then that, that's impossible. So you feel like you're constantly, constantly trying to control external things. Yeah. And that is impossible and exhausting. You know, the one of the biggest tools I, I've realised in my personal life that impacts my coaching is that the mirror is the most important tool there is. You know, what creates a feeling in me is mine and where that comes from is my teacher. And it's innocent, you know, people don't realise that they do try and control what goes on outside there and I think that is just, it's just exhausting and then there's very little bandwidth or energy left to deal with what's actually, in their, you know, important to them in their life and, yeah. Yeah. So what, what sort of tools do you use for your, you know, your clients that might say, yeah, I can see what's happening, I'm busy, I'm trying to control everything, what should I do? Okay. Well, I think um, a lot of the a lot of the sessions I have, especially in the beginning with my clients, even though I you know I sit in that food space, like you know, and health space, uh, we don't generally get to food for the first little bit because there's I think people search me out to try and get help with this mindset and clarity. Um, and I think you know one of the biggest things I do is is to get my clients to connect with back into their body. I think, you know, we're so out of, our, out of our body so much of the time that when we first start to do it, again, it's new and it's uncomfortable and it feels really weird. But knowing that we're only ever living in the feeling of our thinking and if we connect into our body, it's going to be telling us and giving us wisdom and giving us signs that we can tune into and let guide us when we know it's there and when we are tuned into it. I think it's always there, but most of the time we're up in our head and we're tuned out of it. You know, when you say that, like it's so obvious, isn't it? Because we use that gut feeling word all the time and we're quite disconnected from our language these days. But, yeah, where, where do we think gut feelings come from? You know, for a lot of people, they, they feel stuff in their gut. Yeah. And I certainly know when I get anxious, it's my middle of that the old-fashioned solar plexus. It's where if I'm tuning into it, it's there feels I can feel it Mm. where do you feel yours definitely my gut as well but you know sometimes it might be chest you know I have clients that feel it up in their chest or in their you know in the back of their neck or I think it can be anywhere but I think it's just you know it's it is just that beautiful inbuilt messenger that we can listen to it's really really powerful when you do just switch that radio station I talk about it like a radio station Whatever you're tuned into is what you're going to hear most. Now, if you're tuned in to overthinking and a whole lot of thought, you're actually kind of I'll do a little activity that one of the things I do do with my clients that I know this is just a sound, but if you're listening, if you can imagine it and do it yourself, it will show you what I'm talking about. But I, I get my clients and I do it too to put their hands up in front of their face. And then I say to them, so tell me what you see. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I could see this and I can see a bit of that. And 
And, and then I say, well, that's actually what life is like for you when you are living in your head and in your feelings all the time. That's what, what you're seeing through. Yeah, so it's not a clear lens. It's like a something like a, sh- a shade over it or a bits and pieces. Yes, it's very distorted. It's very cut off. It's very limited, isn't it? And then I say, well, so if you just move your hands away from your head and down to here, you know, what do you see? Well, of course, you see so much more. And so we talk about how when we're walking around living up here, we just miss so much of life. We miss so much of the good stuff. So that's just a little one that we do. And often you see their faces are just, yeah, wow. You know, just that visualisation can be really powerful. Absolutely. And this is the thing. It sometimes doesn't take a lot, does it, for like the penny to drop. And again, coming back to your book, there will be people that will read a chapter and they, so the way the book works, if, uh, you know, I'm obviously holding it and you can't see, but it's a lovely, it's a hundred chapters, but then they're just, some of them are just a page, some of them are a couple of pages. So you can just pick it up wherever you like. If you want to, if you're one of those random people, like I am, I think, oh, I think I'll read chapter five today. And there's a little insight in there that will speak to you. And if you are a little bit, um, you know, there are people that love, and I, and I do, and I know you do, love a bit of serendipity or a bit of the universe. What I love is the idea that no matter what chapter I open, it will be the right one for me today. So I can open it and I'll go, yeah, that's right. That's what I needed to hear today. So that will be that'll be awkward for the people that like to read from order from one to a hundred. <laughs> and that's okay. You can go from one to a hundred or you can just randomly pick it up wherever you like and know that this is not a book that you read it and go, oh, good, I've done that and put it away. It would be a book that you have sitting around. It might be on your desk at work or or on your desk at home or on your coffee table or even on your kitchen, because you can just pick it up and go, What what do I need to hear today? And the way I was thinking about it, it, I know that, you know, there are people out there that maybe do tarot cards and that's what they do. They'll pick out a card and go, what what do I need to hear today? I reckon this is like the tarot cards of thoughts. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I think that's such a great way to explain it. Yeah. Absolutely. And whatever you read, it will be perfect for you on that day. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I've got my own copy, obviously, um, (laughs) on the coffee table and I do that myself. And, you know, it's the endless, I think insights are endless. So, you know, I'll read even something that I've written and something will pop out to me like it's the first time I've seen it. I just think that is the beauty of it. You know, every time you will read it, something new will occur to you something new you'll see something that you hadn't seen before and it's also you just have to look you know because it's certainly not telling you to do anything you know and you know I'm not like that I don't tell anybody to do anything I, I show possibilities and I show options and I suppose that's what this is is a collection of possibilities and options that you may not have considered absolutely yeah and I think you know the idea that you know and I often talk to people you know, a thought is just a connection between two nerve cells in your brain. And the more we think it, the deeper it is. So it is understandable that we have this kind of thought network that it becomes automatic. So to step outside that automatic thought network and see that there's a whole heap of other things. It's like if you drive to work the same way every day and you didn't realise that you could go down the road and go past a beautiful park or something like that. You just didn't know it was there. It's exactly like that. 
Yes, and that's just limitless, isn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that to me is beautiful. I hope for the rest of my life till my last breath that I will be constantly saying something new. And I think that is the possibility that is available. Yes, and I guess on the flip side of that, people can then get cross with themselves that they didn't see it earlier. And uh-huh. they go, oh, my God, I can't believe I've been thinking like this for 20 years and now look what I've wasted all this time. And I just, you know, <laughs> that critical voice. But the thing is that sometimes you're not ready to see stuff. Sometimes there's protective, subconscious protective mechanisms we don't realise. So it's always things just appear when, you know, what's that saying? When the um, student is ready, the teacher appears. Absolutely. It's so true. It's mm. so true. Yeah. Yeah. So, Trace, if people wanted to buy a copy of your book, and I'm hoping they will because it is totally awesome, where do they do this? So you can buy it through any Amazon. If you're listening in australia.com.au, if you're wherever you are in the world, you'll have your own Amazon. You can go on there and you can purchase the Kindle version, which is not very much money at all. But to me, it's it's really it's interesting because I feel that it's a, it's a hard copy book to hold. And that was the purpose of it. And very few people have purchased the Kindle book. There are, you know, people I think are just seeing that it is a book to have and feel and touch. You know, you could take it on holidays with you. It's, you know, what I'm look. I'm an avid Kindle reader because for me, I I always like to have a book available. But I didn't buy this on Kindle for that exact reason. I thought, no, this is a tactile book. I want to touch it. I want to be able to just flip it open and, you know, tarot card the hell out of it. And uh, (laughs) Love it. I was just going to say, Dr. Lucy, that I'm planning on doing is an Audible version, but I am going to read it myself. Because, you know, sometimes you buy Audible and I would love to hear the author talk. <laughs> totally, totally. And do you know what? I have listened to Denise DT, Denise Duffield-Thomas, who's an Australian author. She reads her own books. She reads them with imperfections. And I loved that because she reads it and she goes, oh, I just made a mistake. And then she just carries on. And I just thought that is so beautiful, so beautiful. I love that. I love that too because you know what? I'm finding that I'm struggling to find the time to do it because the whole street needs to be quiet. I started the other day and two doors down, a house started getting knocked out. Of course. Okay, it's not now then. But, you know, I I do find that I skip over and then I just pause and I thought I'll just, you know, I'll edit that bit out. But, you know, I think, you know, there is a degree, isn't there? But perfection, of course, that is something that, gets us stuck a lot doesn't it (laughs) totally totally and yeah we get paralyzed because it's not perfect but you know humans are never perfect and when we strive for perfection we'll never ever get there and it doesn't have to be perfect to be awesome no it so doesn't and I think that the last insight in the book um in my book sort of says something along those lines you know pick yourself up and and walk your own perfectly perfect self and off you yes. go, you know, like that's what we're all like. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we are. We totally are and we forget and we start looking at perfection in ourselves and perfection in others, particularly if we're not feeling it in ourselves. And, you know, I guess that's part of that. Just if we generally just lower the judgment level for both other people and ourselves, we're much, much happier. 
Yeah, I agree. And isn't that interesting how you say that, you know, often when we're so harsh on ourselves, we're so harsh on others. I do think that I think it's, again, that mirror, you know, become aware of when you are harsh on others and judging others, you know, maybe it's you that you need to be a lot softer and gentler with. Absolutely, absolutely. And Trace, if people wanted to connect with you, you know, as a coach, so for those of you who don't know Tracy, she's a nutrition network coach. She helps, she actually helps the nutrition network with their coaching program. She does uh, low carb health, fitness, like she's not just an all round guru, really. And we totally love her. So if anybody wanted to connect with you, where do they go? Yeah, so just head to my website, Tracy McBee. M-C-B-E-A-T-H. <laughs> no one can ever spell it. Macbath, Macbath, whatever. <laughs> well, it's not one of the common Macs, is it? But Macs in general can be misspelled with an M-A-C, a little D, a big D, or whatever it is. So it's M, little C, capital B, E-A-T-H, Tracy McBee. Yes, .com.au. And I have a lot of information on my website that will cost you nothing, that will just, you know, show you something if you want to have a look. I mean, there is not, you know, coaching isn't for everybody, but there's plenty on there and you can connect with me through that. And I, and my Instagram is my love. I do love my Instagram page. It's my favorite social media. And I do try and check in there every day. And I just actually did a video. I had a half an hour between a client and our chat and uh, I was talking about owning our own thoughts and feelings. Wonderful. Yeah. So along these lines, you know, there's so much freedom to come and we can see that. So. Absolutely. Well, darling girl, it has been a delight as usual to chat with you. Listeners, peeps, friends, really, if you're looking for a book or even a present, because it, it's a great gift, please go in and check out Tracy's book. You have today 100 thoughts that will change your life. Thank you so much. You're welcome, darling. We will chat again, no doubt. And we will see you all next week. Bye for now. So my lovely listeners, that ends this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. And I'm Dr. Mary Barson. We're from Real Life Medicine. To contact us, please visit rlmedicine.com. And until next time, thanks thanks for for listening. listening. The information shared on the Real Health and Weight Loss podcast, including show notes and links, provides general information only. It is not a substitute, nor is it intended to provide individualized medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor can it be construed as such. Please consult your doctor for any medical concerns.